Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2149. Today we're going to have some fun talking about new EVs, the technology side of them, the challenges they present, and a woman who's overcome that idea. We'll be right back. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in beautiful Ashland, Oregon, with a very special guest by the name of Jude Everett. Jude, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I am ready. All right. Now, I've said this before with guests that are related to the EV world, no clutch when it comes to the uh, electric vehicle world. And we're going to talk heavily about what you're doing in that world and an experience you had that drove to, excuse the pun, <laughs> to what you're doing today. But before I give you a proper introduction, what's one little thing that maybe people don't know about you, Jude? I am the youngest of five children. Wow. That's a pretty big family. Yes. So are you the proverbial baby? <laughs> I think other people thought I was. <laughs> Absolutely. You have a lot of brothers and sisters or all one gender in this family? All sisters. Oh, your dad. Oh, your dad. <laughs> how, did, <laughs> how did you know? I have a daughter, wonderful daughter, but she was much, I, I don't know what the right, challenging, I guess, in some ways than raising a son because we also have a son. It was just different. Uh, my wife helped me get through those wonderful teenage years uh, that were quite unique, but all girls, man, that that yes. makes for a TV show. <laughs> it was the Brady Bunch, but all girls. Wow. And there were only five of us, but um, my dad was a wonderful and very special man. He passed away about two years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. And he deserves all the credit in the world for raising five girls. Wow, that's tremendous. Wow, what a house. Yeah, my hat's off to him for sure. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. Jude Everett is the co-founder and president of Driven. That's right. You've heard that company's name on this show two times now. Driven's mission is to provide the best possible training for future new and existing Tesla and EV owners, enhancing their experience and safety with the technologically advanced vehicles that they are. She began her career in automotive PR, placing cars and trucks in television, and movies. That's fascinating. She went on to become the vice president of a literary agent representing writers, directors, and producers and vice president of a literary literary agency in Los Angeles. If I could be more literate, I could say that word. Her husband, Sam Rabinowitz, is a past guest here on Cars Yeah. Uh, Sam purchased uh, a new Tesla along with a Jude, and the experience helped her to realize that much more training was needed to enjoy the full potential of these very advanced vehicles. And thus, Driven was born. And of course, last week, I had Arabian Prince, who's the CEO of Driven, on the show. So you're getting a third perspective of this company, a very unique situation here on Cars Yeah. We'll be back in just a moment. But first, a word from our valued sponsors. So please give them a little love and we'll be right back. One of your vehicle's interior surfaces that gets a lot of abuse is your dashboard. The sun beats down and those damaging UV rays cause massive heat cycles, resulting in color changes and sometimes cracks. 
My friends at Covercraft have a great solution for you and for me. Their custom-tailored dash mats protect your dash from heat buildup while providing a stylus solution. You can choose from a variety of styles and colors, including carpet, suede mat, that's the one I have for my vehicles, Carhartt limited edition velour mats, and the Ultimat for trucks and SUVs. Another great benefit of your Covercraft dash mat is that it eliminates the harsh glare the sun produces from your dash to the inside of your windshield, which can make driving a hazard. Covercraft's dash mat design center is located in Arizona, where they know about harsh sun. I've got a special deal for you. If you use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21 at Covercraft.com, you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Just use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. When it was time to renew my collector car policy, my carrier raised my rates by a lot. But why? My usage was the same, my car's value was the same, and I had never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. The only change was their rate, and they had no reason why. What's with that? I researched my options, I spoke to others, and with American Collectors Insurance, what a difference. A live person actually answers the phone. She spent time learning about me and provided a reasonable quote. Why wait until your next premium is due? Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote. Call 866-AC1-YEAH, that's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors, automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. Jim Canova is a past guest here on Cars Yeah, and he's detailed over 8,000 vehicles. And that kind of professional experience leads to innovation. He was tired of uncomfortable stools and creepers and being down on his knees when detailing cars. So as a result, Jim thought, you know what, there must be a better way. And he invented the Bumby Seat. His unique design gets you off your knees and your bum onto a far more comfortable seating position for all your low-level automotive detailing. The Bumby seat, with its patented full-flat design, allows you to adjust your position to the task at hand. Convenient side trays hold your car care products, tools, cloths, or a tasty beverage. Built for the toughest driveways and garage tests, the Bumby seat has wheels that roll easily over almost any surface, and it makes a great around-the-home adjustable stool for hobbies, yard work, or take it to the car show. The full flat design makes storage a breeze. Jim has launched an Indiegogo fundraiser and you can get in on the start of what's sure to be an industry favorite. Go to Indiegogo.com and type in Bumby Seat, that's B-U-M-B-E-E Seat, to be one of the first in line to start improving your automotive detailing experience today. That's Bumby Seat on the Indiegogo.com website. And when you're on the Indiegogo website getting your Bumby seat, check out the offers, special offers for you Cars Yeah listeners at some great discounts. Check it out on Indiegogo, the Bumby seat. Get yours today. So, Jude, this is fascinating to me because I've encountered this in a way with my wife, Jill. We have two cars that are BMWs, an X5 and an M3. 
I tend to keep our cars a long time. We bought them new. My wife's car is 18 years old. Mine is 17 years old. And when I take her car in for service, they always loan us a new BMW. And the same thing happens. She uses that car and she goes, there's just too much stuff going on here. I like the backup camera, but the rest of all this stuff is too complicated, too confusing. I don't think I like this very much. Can you walk us through the story that Sam shared when you guys bought a Tesla and you got in that thing and went, ah, what the heck's going on here? It's true. Um, I'm like you. I like to keep my cars for a long time. I had a BMW 5 Series that I loved. I kept for 21 years. Wow. And Sam decided we were going to get a Tesla. And when I got into it and I realized, hey, there's no key and there's no dashboard. There's this kind of iPad thingy in the middle. What the heck? Yep. It just seemed like an alien spaceship. Mm-hmm. And I was I was very tentative about it. I, I didn't know there were YouTube videos you could watch. I didn't uh, really know anything. So it took me almost a year to feel comfortable behind the wheel. And then I started embracing each of the features and even self-driving, which I use every day now. Ooh. And it truly is a computer on wheels, but there's a learning curve. If there had been a class when I first got that the Tesla, mm-hmm. I would have run and probably run over people on my way there the way I was driving <laughs> to take it. I wish someone had been there to teach me you know, that this wonderful touchscreen with all these amazing features, which can be tailored and individualized, and it makes for a personal driving experience. I wish someone had taught me all that. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of surprised. I have several family members that work for Tesla. I have friends who work for Tesla. And I've never heard the aspect of the delivery process not including very much training. When we bought my wife's X5, I remember they, the salesman spent about an hour in the car with her, and it's nowhere near the technology of a Tesla or a modern BMW. Just going through the controls, getting her comfortable with everything. She had come from another X5 before that, so they were kind of similar, but some things were new and different. But the Tesla experience, this is interesting, and this is what has led you and Sam to creating Driven, right? Yes. When we went and picked up our car at the Portland dealership, they they probably push out, the guy said, about 60 cars a day. Six, zero, 60? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Wow. So anyway, we went there. He programmed our phones. He handed us the car keys. And then he said, that's the exit you drive out. <laughs> and that Goodbye. was the only thing he talked to us about. Wow. And I was afraid to drive it, so Sam drove it. And he pretty much taught himself. Sam is an early adopter. He's very digitally advanced, and he just loved it from the first go. Wow, this is fascinating. I love it when a necessity breeds new business, <laughs> you know, because I mean, you guys identified pretty quickly something's going on. And Sam was an interesting guest. I mean, being a physician and then wanting to do all this other stuff. And then we're going to talk a little bit about other things that you guys are looking at in the future with electric vehicle uh, driving schools and racetracks and so forth. Let's go back to your career a little bit, though, because I find it fascinating that you worked somewhat in the automotive industry. You would place vehicles into movies and television? Yes, I worked for an automotive PR firm in Los Angeles, um, and we put cars and trucks in TV shows and movies. One of our clients was General Motors, so I was very lucky to put their amazing vehicles into movies. Uh, We had a deal with Clint Eastwood's Mal Paso Productions, so I was able to be on a film set and watch our cars in there. And working with General Motors was an amazing experience. It's such a great company, and 
at the time, you know, there were so fewer cars out there. And it was just a great learning experience. I love cars. So I got to drive everything and be involved in amazing discussions that the ordinary layperson would not be involved with. So I loved every second. You know, this is pretty cool because being a car guy, I would watch movies and I always noticed the cars and many of the television shows and movies you would see all Fords or all some Mm -hmm. mark. And and I figured, okay, it has to do with product placement. But every once in a while, you'd see a show where they would have black gaffers tape over the the marking of the car and the grill. And and I always go, okay, well, I I see kind of why they're doing that because they don't want an endorsement problem with anybody but have major car brands i mean do they when did they kind of figure out this was a smart thing to do you know i'm not sure about the date of that but i think one of the most famous car placements was the pontiac trans am in um the david hasselhoff series ah yes yeah where it was kit that was really i mean you couldn't ask for better (laughs) advertising for that car or burt reynolds in um smoky and the the bandit yeah (laughs) those cars yeah, I mean, those cars just became iconic. Yeah, well, you think about the James Bond series and the Aston mm-hmm. Martin placement. And Aston Martin. And there yep. was that little window of a couple of shows where they had BMWs. And, of course, they're yes. back back to the Aston Martins now. But, yeah, that did more for those brands than uh, than almost anything else would do. So, Driven, what is your involvement with the business? Well, um, I don't know if Sam told you how the idea came about. Well, go ahead and share. Your, I like to hear your, he did, but oh. I want to hear your perspective. <laughs> there was a coworker he was interviewing for, or, or a woman he was interviewing for a position at his work, and we were showing her around, and she wanted, had never been in a Tesla. And so we took her for a drive. And I was, of course, using full self-driving, and she was in the passenger seat. And I noticed her eyes kept darting from my hands, yeah. which were on my lap and gently holding the wheel, but not guiding the wheel to the um, windshield and looking ahead and my eyes and the windshield. And she said, you know, what are you doing? And I (laughs) said, well, I'm utilizing the full self-driving feature. You know, it's completely autonomous and I trust it and I know when to take over. And she said, yes, but this is my life. Yes, exactly. And that's when Sam got the idea to form Driven. And um, one morning in our living room in our pajamas, he said, you know, I have an idea after that trip with the person he was interviewing. And he kind of laid it out. And then we spent the next several months putting the project together and we built our platform. And we just decided the more we got into this, people just started giving us amazing feedback, um, how much it's necessary, Someone would buy a Tesla for their mom who was afraid to use it or the wife. And it just took a life of its own. And we've had all positive feedback and our clients who have taken the classes love it. No doubt. I had an interesting experience a few weeks ago. I went to the Porsche dealership with my son. Now he's 28 so he and he works for Google. So he's very much into tech mm-hmm. and all of this. And I've always had uh, Porsches as fun cars. I've had many actually as daily drivers too. But I had just sold an 87 Turbo that I'd had for 13 years. And I'm looking at perhaps getting a new Porsche. And so I had not driven a new Porsche in quite a while. And I went over to the dealership and we got into a 911 and they turned the key and I just went, what the heck's gone? What happened to the dash? It, the whole front of the car is... It's it, a new world, my friend. I know. I felt like such an old goober, or as my son calls me, an old boomer. And uh, and he just said, oh, check this out. And his hand immediately went to it, started scrolling, doing all, all this stuff. And I'm sitting here. And part of me was like, I don't want all this stuff. <laughs> I just want to get in and drive. But I realize, and I've had to learn technology doing my podcast, that I've got to embrace this in some way. So I tried to 
changed my mindset a little bit. He was having a great fun. He goes, look at this, Dad. We can know our G factor. We go around a corner and, you know, and he's just flipping all of it. And I'm like, there's a learning curve here. And that's about Tesla, right? Yes, it definitely is. Not having a traditional dashboard for me and having to look to my right to the touch screen, that took a little while to get used to. For me, it wasn't intuitive. For other people, it might be. But that was an adjustment. And also, a lot of people think when you set your settings, you can't ever change them, which isn't true. And when you get the updates from Tesla, new features come in. And now I love when they have updates and there's new things to learn. But in the beginning, I was highly resistant. It was too new and too foreign. Well, with the way EVs are coming on so strong, I've had in the last year, I've had more guests in the EV world than I can even imagine and a lot more to come. I mean, it's just everywhere now. What would you or how would you advise a listener out there that is skeptical of moving into this world? What are some of the mindsets or things that you felt you had overcome to embrace this new technology? And now sounds like you enjoy it. I do enjoy it. And I don't think I could go back to an internal combustion engine, to tell you the truth. No more ice for you. (laughs) I don't think so. I like that the cars are silent. I like that I'm not burning gas and oil. I really like that there's so little maintenance. Um, With a Tesla, you know, you only rotate your tires at a certain mileage. You put in windshield wipers. There's no oil to change. There's no spark plugs. I love all that because I had to have someone else do that for me. So the low maintenance is a great thing for me. I, I don't like to pump my own gas even. They, they do that for you in Oregon here and I'm spoiled. But I do like the no maintenance factor. And I also like the fact that the car is so quiet. They're just a dream to drive. Uh, my Tesla has incredible suspension. I don't feel a lot of bumps in the road. And the fact that it has full self-driving, which is great, You do have to learn how to use it. But, you know, Elon Musk, I got to say, is a genius to come up with all this because the car is a wonderful driving vehicle. What they've done, the brand, uh, Elon Musk, I think the reason he wants, I always say this, when the reason he wants to go to Mars is that's where he's from uh, originally because he's from from out of this world. He just wants to go home. Uh, I think so too. Yeah, pretty amazing. So driven as a brand, uh, explain a little bit more from your perspective how you've looked beyond just I shouldn't say just, but as a platform to teach and educate people about EVs and driving them. But you guys have a lot more up your sleeve here. We do, but Driven is our core business. And what people need to understand is we're not teaching you how to drive. We're teaching you how to drive a computer on wheels. And that's a big difference. If I had, as I said before, if someone had come and sat in the car next to me and took me through the touchscreen and all the ways I could drive the car, one pedal, no pedal, that would have been a tremendous help. So we went about building our business by creating a peer-to-peer platform to book a course. It's really easy. You just go on our pl- on our platform, you put in your zip code, you pick an advisor, you pick a class, you pick a time, we come to you, and it's as easy as ordering an Uber. <laughs> and that was by intention. We wanted to have a peer-to-peer platform. We wanted to have a virtual business because we Tesla's are heading us into a virtual world. And that was very intentional on our part. And so as our driven business grows and we have more advisors, which are our instructors, we call them advisors across the country, our business is just picking up steam and we're very grateful. 
It's tremendous. Now, I had an interesting, very fascinating man on my show last week that is your CEO, Arabian Prince, who started his career in the music industry as a rapper, but he's moved way beyond that. Talk to me a little bit about how did Arabian Prince come into your world? And uh, we had a little nice pre-show chat where you talked about how uh, intrigued you were by him and how much he amazes you because he amazed me i had no idea what to expect when i had him on my show and at the end of that show i'm like whoa this is one sharp dude we have two businesses we have driven and we have driven performance arabian is the ceo of driven performance and i've rarely met a guy as smart and thoroughly involved in all aspects of the business that we're building arabian is very much involved in nft and bitcoin he has several other businesses He's incredibly prolific about how to focus and build a company and his acumen about all the aspects of moving a business forward in a very specific and linear way are fascinating. I told him I I thought he was a gentleman and he said, please don't tell my friends that. But um, a more, more wonderful and passionate person you could not find because he is so smart. And the way he came to our company was there's a medical DAO. Uh, that he's involved with and Sam consulted on. And he and Arabian were on conversations together and they formed a friendship. And that's how Arabian came to Driven Performance because he loves cars. He has an incredible car. He was the celebrity race car driver for AMG and other top brands. And um, it just came to be a natural fit. And he was with us uh, last weekend at the Tesla takeover in San Luis Obispo and was quite the star, I must say. I'll bet. Absolutely. So tell us more about Driven Performance as a separate business from Driven. It's um, a, We call it our sister business. And Driven Performance is about the racing world. Last year, last November, Sam went to the Sonoma Raceway and took some racing classes in the Tesla. And those classes were taught by a gentleman named Mitch Wright, who's been a professional race car driver. He's managed racetracks. He has an incredibly impressive bio. And Sam just loved these classes and was very taken by Mitch's experience and his ability to teach and decided to put together a company called Driven Performance. And that will be teaching people how to race Teslas and other EVs on racetracks. We have ambitions to build the first carbon neutral racetrack and also be able to drive your own car in the metaverse. It's quite an ambitious project. And when we spoke to Arabian about it, he was so thrilled because um, we're going to be minting NFTs. And that's his whole world. He um, was in Belgium recently at an NFT conference. He spoke in LA recently. And that's really his wheelhouse. Fantastic partnership you guys have. We'll be back in just a moment. We're going to take another short break for our sponsors, so sit tight, and we'll be right back. Keep your cars plugged into the wall. You listeners know that I'm a huge car care fanatic, and my friends at AutoGeek created their Wolfgang Deep Gloss Paint Sealant for perfectionists like you and me. Wolfgang Deep Gloss Paint Sealant is designed to provide long-lasting protection and a glossy, slick finish that Well, it's unmatched. The use of polymer technology ensures your paint is protected from environmental contaminants, those damaging UV rays, and lasts up to three months long. By providing the glossy look of carnauba wax with the longevity of a synthetic formula, Wolfgang Deep Gloss Paint Sealant is the best of both worlds. Go to autogeek.net to get yours for the best product selection on the internet today, along with their skilled 
technical support. AutoGeek.net is where I go for all my detailing needs. That's AutoGeek.net. Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARS YEAH when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. 20, 50, or 100 years from now, will there be a workforce to care for the collector vehicles we love? With auto shop programs disappearing across the country, it's a question we enthusiasts have to ask. That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these vehicles aren't lost to time. One of the many ways RPM, which is short for Restoration, Preservation, and Mentorship, is accomplishing this goal is through workforce development initiatives. The RPM Apprenticeship Program enables the next generation of artisans to earn a living while they learn the craft of restoring and preserving these vehicles directly from industry professionals. The Endangered Skills Program documents the process of masters training future craftspeople on a variety of critical skills in danger of being lost forever. For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of the collector vehicle skills trade, visit RPM Foundation today. They're one of the charities of choice here on Cars Yeah. So I like to ask my guests what I call the challenge question. A big challenge, big failure, huge obstacle, something you had to overcome in your life. But the most important part of this is what did it teach you so you can move forward in a positive way. So take us on a little bit of a, a rough ride, perhaps. Interestingly enough for me, um, I've always had um, careers that I have loved. And for me, adapting to an EV was a huge hurdle. I'm telling you, for a year, I just did not like driving my Tesla and I think that's just because I'm not an early adopter and not having a key, car key and a traditional dashboard. I just couldn't get it. I just couldn't mesh it all together. Um, so driving the car was really an unhappy experience for me. Uh, that's why it took me almost a year to feel comfortable. It was it was not an easy time. What was the the key component that got you over the first uncomfortable the speed bump? that got you to that step that you started to go, okay, I think I can embrace this. You know, really it was letting myself, giving myself permission to sit down and play with the uh, touch screen and realize, hey, this is no different than learning an iPad or learning your cell phone. You know, there was a learning curve. So I just went through each menu item and looked at it, looked at how it worked, how could I make it work for me, maybe somewhere, something I needed or wanted. And that was fine too. So through trial and error, really, um, I we live in kind of a rural area. So I was able to use features and become comfortable with them in not a city setting. 
in a more rural setting where if I made a mistake, nobody was a danger except maybe a cow halfway down the oh, road. Oh, gosh. Yeah, those cows. Uh, they always step in the wrong place. Yes. Yeah, my son worked for Google, and, and he's an interface designer and a UX writer, and it's interesting, my mother was just here. She's, of course, of the next generation uh, beyond me. And watching her use her iPad and iPhone was really fascinating for him. And he started inquiring, well, how do you do this? Or what are some challenges that you're faced with here? Why does this frustrate you? She's done, I think, really well for somebody in her age bracket to embrace technology way beyond than I thought that she would because she gets frustrated easily and she doesn't like the idea of you know, I think for a lot of people, like your touchscreen, oh, I might break something. I might do something wrong. I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do that. So I think that's a great way to put it: giving yourself permission to play with it and try it and do it. But your guys' tool does that. I see it. It gives people permission to learn, right? Yes, and having somebody sitting next to you who's very experienced and very well trained by driven, um, it's you know, you, yes, you can watch a YouTube video, but you can't ask a question of it. You can slow it down to go over parts again that you might not understand, but that may not um, be elusifying for your question. So having somebody sit next to you and take you through what you need to learn in a very methodical, practical, hands-on way um, is everything. Our goal is to give people knowledge and empower them behind the wheel so that they're the safest drivers they can be. And that's a great thing. You know, you use your car almost every day. It has all these amazing features, all this AI. Why not use these features that you've paid for in a personalized way and be the most empowered driver you can be of a computer on wheel? Empowered. Another word I love. And people learn in different ways. Some people, like I'm the kind of person that I want to know the why behind everything. And sometimes it frustrates my wife. I keep asking, she goes, well, it doesn't matter. It just does that. I'm like, but, but why? <laughs> doesn't matter. Just accept it. And I don't want to accept it. I want to know the why. Other sure. people are perhaps more accepting than me and just go, okay. And they move forward and they, but sometimes my, my why questions get into my way. <laughs> That's for sure. So you guys allow both types of characters, right? We do. I mean, I think Elon Musk and his, um, group of engineers that designed that car, my car and all the Tesla cars, they're so smart. The why is kind of built in. And all you have to do is give yourself permission to try it. And you'll find it's amazing and adaptable. And like for me, I need it explained to me. I'm a very tactile, tactile person. It's the best. Sounds wonderful. Now, you mentioned earlier, you're a bit of a car gal. You like cars. You've always yes. liked cars. So is there a special vehicle in your life that has stood out? And if so, tell me about that ride. Well, I have to say my BMW 5 that I had for 21 years was such a great car. I lived in LA at the time, and it's a great car. I always felt safe. It didn't require a lot of maintenance. Um, I did have to have maintenance done to it, the oil change, spark plugs, et cetera. But what a marvelous, marvelous car. Um, BMWs are great. I don't think I would go back to one, though, now. Um, I, I like a car that doesn't need maintenance and will drive itself. Well, they you know, they did come out with a couple electric vehicles, and I'm they're coming out with yes. more by necessity. So I'm very – that's why we've had Jill's car 18 years, and I, I want to – you know, some things are starting to wear out. It's, it's just because it's an old car. It's got 160 
plus thousand miles on it. And so there's some stuff that just doesn't last because it gets used up. But I'm, I'm kind of holding on. I want to kind of get to the 20 year mark. That's kind of a little bit of yeah. a goal. Jill loves her car, but we've talked about maybe the next car being an EV. And I think part of it, and she's a way smarter person than I am. She's an engineer, mathematician, but that, that obstacle, that that hurdle she's got to overcome like you did. Maybe she should ever do is call you and you can help her out a little bit with the concept of moving into that. Because I'd like perhaps we have a perfect lifestyle for an EV to work for us from distance, non-long distance needs. And, you know, I I could see that maybe being, and I would assume, I think, I believe BMW is going to be coming out with some, she likes an SUV. She likes to sit up high because she's petite and she doesn't like to be down low. She feels safer, you know, up Mm -hmm. up high. But I know Porsche is coming out with their Macan as electric and, um, and there's all sorts of others that are coming online in the next five years. So I think maybe one of those is in our future. I test drove a BMW, the i8. I test drove a Kia. I test drove a Nissan Leaf. And this was three years ago. Uh, and they just didn't match up to what a Tesla could offer. Of course, they're all coming to be better cars. Every car company is working toward providing great cars. Um, like I just drove a Lucid at the takeover. And that's a marvelous vehicle. Uh, you, did you like that? I did. It's much more of a sedan kind of car. Uh, it's much bigger than my three, but uh, they've done a beautiful job. Yeah, yeah, so many. I mean, it's an, a renaissance like I've never seen in my life in yeah. the automotive world. It's quite spectacular. The high-tech so. renaissance. It is, yeah. It? yeah, pretty cool. Like the renaissance fair they always had at uh, uh, Cal Poly. That uh, was always kind of fun, but yeah, uh, yeah there you go. So I'm going to be your car psychologist, crawling your skull a little bit here. If you were reincarnated, pun intended, manifest as a vehicle, not what you want to be, but how you perceive the lady in the mirror, what would you be and why? I think I would be a little two-seater car with a big engine. Okay. Um, I had a um, 380Z that I really loved um, where all the engine was in the front and it was just a two-seater and there was enough room in the back seat to put a rolling bag um, (laughs) in the hatch and there there was no back seat, just the hatch and... I just loved the freedom of that. I liked it when Sam and I would just go off by ourselves in this car. I wouldn't go back to such a low car again. There's no graceful way to get in it out. <laughs> um, but having that big engine in the front, that's that's really kind of like me because I'm a very um, energetic, let's go, let's make this happen. Um, I'm a can-do person. So if you can't go in the door, go in the window and create the opportunity. Um, I'm just a stand on the gas kind of person. Well, so this uh, new upcoming Tesla Roadster looks kind of cool. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With a kind of cool price tag. Well, that's um, the hard I part know. to swallow. They, Some of these cars yeah. have gotten so expensive that it's just like another mortgage payment. Uh, or if you want to write a very fat ch- uh, fat check, I always say that to my wife, Jill, when they give us a nice new loan. I say, what do you think? And she goes, well, I like it. But the idea of writing a check for $85,000, uh, no, my car's fine. Thank you very much. So, yeah, that's the other well, challenge. I think uh, Tesla, the Tesla, that car the Roadster will be incredible. I think there won't be another vehicle that can match it, not only in design, but in performance, features. Um, I just think it will be the most amazing driving experience for those of us who love cars. And even for people who don't, I think it's going to be just the most amazing experience behind the wheel that can thrill you, excite you, give you everything you've ever dreamed of and more in a driving experience. 
Well, I think it goes back to to their very beginnings of Tesla and the tie-in with Lotus yeah. and the little sports car yeah. and the fun of that. So, yeah, this will be very fascinating. Is there a great book that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, I just started one. It's an Ed Catmull book called Creative Creativity Inc. Um, I like his writing, and I've I just started it. So I just started it yesterday, and I fell asleep reading it last night. Uh-oh. So I can't say much about it, but um, I really like business books, improvement books. I try to read every day, but yeah, I, I'm really liking that so far. And one book I read once every year is The One Minute Manager. Ah. Um, it's all about goals and praise and challenges. And so I, I do read that once a year. I love it. That's a great book too. So I'm going to enable you to go on the ultimate drive here today, Jude. We're going to have some fun. I'm going to buy you any car on the planet. I'm going to park it in your driveway. <laughs> I'm that kind of guy. I'm going to park it in your driveway and you can go on a drive with anybody, even somebody from the past that's not with us anymore, which opens up a world of opportunities. So what does the ultimate drive look like for you? Well, um, I have to say it's a tie. Um, Martin Luther King is kind of my hero. I really loved everything he had to do. And um, I think he changed the world. I really admire that. And then I have to say, I'm a big devotee of Elon Musk. Yeah. So it would have to be the two of them. Okay. That'd be kind of fun. In, in a yeah. Porsche. Okay. Yeah, in a Porsche. in a Porsche for three. Okay. Well, we can put you in a, okay, here's what we got to do is put you in a take-in. So uh, all electric yes, Porsche. I love the take-in. Yeah, yeah. Pretty special car. And I'll tell you, I've said this before. I had Mark Donahue, the famous racer's son, David, as a guest of mine a few months ago. Uh, he helped launch the Porsche 918, which is one of the first Porsche hybrid type race, you know, sports car, race cars. And uh, yeah, four seats. And, and David said something to me. He said, Mark, I've driven lots of cars, lots of Porsches. Taycan is the best car I've ever had by far. Yeah. So I've kind of gotten used to the looks. At first, I wasn't so sure about it, but I followed one of the airport the other day and I went, that's kind of a cool looking car. And everyone I know who has one just says, oh my gosh. So yeah. Martin Luther King, Elon Musk, (laughs) and Jude in a Porsche. I like it. (laughs) Well, those are my heroes. Well, there you go. And, you know, they always say, be careful. You don't want to meet your heroes. But I think those two, uh, I'd love to spend a day listening to those two. I, it, might, it would be an incredibly fascinating talk. I think so, too. Um, I don't know that um, <laughs> that I would be able to keep up with them. But um, those are two people I really admire and respect. Do a couple uh, listens. I think you'd be able to keep up just fine. So before I let you go... <laughs> Would you share some words of inspiration and wisdom with our listeners out there to uh, give them uh, something to think about in the future as we move into the future very fast? Certainly. In the Tesla world, it's very rare to have a woman be in a business. Um, As I said, we were just at the Tesla takeover, and I looked at all the booths, and I went to some of them. They couldn't believe that there was a woman who was, you know, a co-founder, a president of a company related to Tesla. So my advice is get into the EV world. Find out about it. There's a place for you. There's a vehicle for you. This is our future world. Embrace it and become part of it. And you'll find wonderful horizons waiting for you that you will just love to work through, get into, appreciate. And it's a great new world. Just walk in. I love it. Very nicely said. How can people learn more about Driven and Driven Performance? Go to our website, driven.com, D-R-I-V-Y-N dot com and drivenperformance.com. We um, post blogs, we have a 24-hour helpline, and we're really here to to help. We're here to help people 
get the most out of their car. As I said, we like to educate and empower and create safety for drivers. That's just what we are. We're just here to help. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. I'm so glad I got you on the show here. So we've got three different perspectives of Driven, obviously all driven into the same path. Uh, but I love the fact that we get, really, you are the genesis of what started this whole thing, which I find it fascinating that all of this started with somebody who was timid about new technology, <laughs> but changed the perspective of everybody and helping so many people. So Jude, wow, what a lady you are. Uh, what an instigator of forward thinking. Um, did you ever dream that this would happen? Yes, I oh, did. Oh, there you Dan go. first told me the idea. Um, I got it right away and I saw the vision. Sam is a visionary. You know, he's had other high-tech companies. And I knew that if we put in the work and the time, that it would become a reality. Um, did I know it was going to be so big? Not quite, but it's very gratifying. Yeah, well, I'm proud of all you guys. It's fantastic what you've done. A big shout out. Thank you to your husband, Sam, and to Arabian for being guests on the show. If you listeners missed my talk with them last week and the week before, so go back and find them. As with all my past 1,000, I'm sorry, 2,100 and close to 50 guests now here on Cars. Yeah, wow, I've talked to a lot of inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Jude, until you and I talk again, I hope one day maybe you take me for a drive in a Tesla because i I've never been in one. I've got to get with the future. I'll see you down the road. I would be honored to take you. Thank you. That would be fun. And you'd probably drive without your hands on the wheel or close to it, maybe? Well, I keep my hands close. Um, they're they're at the bottom touching the wheel, but I, I never go hands-free. People do, but um, that's not what I, I mean, I teach that if that's what you want, but I do keep my hands close. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll trust you. We'll have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> thank you this very much fun, Mark you're really you're a wonderful interviewer oh um, thank you if Barbara Walters was, were still doing her gig she should have been uh, threatened by you because you're awesome oh gosh <laughs> well you're very kind I appreciate that very much thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah drive on over to yeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun download your free copy of Filler Up a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!